favorite thriller. Presented by The Thriller Fiction Podcast. Jim Heskett talks to thriller authors about their favorite thriller books. And now, here's your host. Hey, I'm talking today with Dusty Sharp. Dusty, how you doing, man? Doing great. How you doing, Jim? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, thanks for coming on your favorite thriller. Let me start things off by reading a little bit of your Amazon bio here. Dusty Sharp lives in Southern California with his wife, Stephanie, and three English Mastiffs. He enjoys exploring the backcountry of the desert southwest and tinkering on old Ford Broncos. Dusty enjoys good cigars, better food, and great beer. <laughs> He's had a lifelong interest in the history of California and the West and is a proud member of E. Clampus Vitus. His professional background is in marketing, having worked for many years in the RV and automotive aftermarket industries. The Austin Conrad thrillers are his first published works of fiction. Learn more about Dusty and his books at DustySharp.com. So, Dusty, E. Clampus Vitus, is that some super secret organization you are not allowed to tell anybody about? <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's really just a fraternity of, uh, of guys that go out and we put up uh, historical markers. Um, you've probably seen them around, maybe not where you live, probably not E. Clampus Vitus uh, markers, but... Out here in the West, um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the historical markers that you'll see around, you know, some, what happened on this spot in 18 whatever, a lot of those are put up by E. Clampus Vitus, and um, it's a cool thing to do. We you know we have a lot of fun doing it. Um, some people call it a historical drinking society, and others call it a drinking historical society. But uh, sure, but we put up monuments and we uh, <laughs> we have fun doing. It's basically what we do. So. Interesting. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and your writing. Um, so I've been writing for, well, pretty much all my life as far as, uh, you know, unprofessionally. But uh, my, you know, I started writing books about almost two years ago. Um, and I, I did it mostly to, to scratch an itch I had. And uh, I've, you know, since I was a kid, I've always believed that, you know, I've been a you know I've been a huge reader. You know, I've, there's quite a few um, quite a few authors I follow from you know from since I was a little kid. I was a huge uh, Stephen King fan even before I you know was really old enough to 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 read his books. I remember the librarian made me get a note from my mom the first time I wanted to check out Salem's Lot because I was you know I think I was like nine years old. <laughs> but uh, but I remember back then thinking. You know, this is awesome. You know, the storytelling is awesome, and, I, and thinking, you know, I could do that. But, you know, I, I it always seemed back then, such you know, being a writer was such an elitist thing that you had to, you know, I even back then I understood that you just don't become a writer. You you have to, you know, go through all of the, uh, you know, the the business end of it. it, it you know, that was way before indie publishing, where you had to, uh, you know you know, get an agent or get a book deal and that would take years. And, you know, you'd see these, <laughs> these uh, horror stories about rejection letters and everything. So I never really thought of it as something that I could do professionally. Um, and then, you know, as I grew older, I never had time for it as just a hobby. So, um, but I've always been, you know, writing has always been part of my job. I work in marketing. I do a lot of technical writing, a lot of sales writing, uh, you know, a lot of copywriting um, for advertising and things like that. So, you know, I, 
I've I've been able to sort of st- keep my hand in writing, but later in life, like I said a few years ago, I started thinking, you know, I'd really, you know, because I'd always been thinking, you know, I bet one day I want to start writing books, and and it start it occurred to me, well, <laughs> you know, the clock's ticking, I better start. So, mm-hmm. um, so I did. Actually, the thing that uh, that really kind of got me in gear was was I saw. Um, I read somewhere that one of my favorite authors, we're not talking about him today, but Steve Barry is, I read that he was 48 years old when he started, when he published his first book. And, uh, and when I read that, I was, I was just just before my 48th birthday. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start writing books and I'm going to publish also while I'm still 48. And I actually got my first two out during that year before I turned 49. So um, so I made that goal, but, and, uh, you know, I figure <laughs> look at Steve Barry now, he's one of the, one of the biggest thriller authors there is. Nice. So, so Dusty, here's probably the most important question of the show. If your life was a reality show, what would it be called and what would it be about? <laughs> um, I would say the name of it would be coffees for grownups. And mm. what it would be about is, is being in denial of of the passage of time you know getting older <laughs> getting older and 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 not that you fight it it's just that you you know you you live as a, as a younger person than you are always mm. you, you don't see yourself as as how old you are and as far as that title that i thought of is it's funny because i never did drink coffee until about a year ago and uh <laughs> and you know, I got my caffeine in other ways, but I, you know, my wife is a big coffee drinker and I used to tell her, you know, coffee's for grownups. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of just implying that I'm not a grown-up yet. I'm not, you know, old enough to drink coffee, even though, I'm, you know, at that point I was in my 40s. So, um, yeah, that's probably what I would call it. Gotcha. You could also hold on to that title for uh, when you publish your memoir. That'll be a, That'll be a good title for it. Yeah. 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 That one of them. So, so today we're talking about your favorite thriller and the book you said you wanted to talk about is Livy alone by Barry Eisler, uh, which is an excellent book that I have also read. Can you give us like a spoiler free synopsis or give us a little taste about what the book is about? Okay. So Livy alone, um, for those who have read Barry Eisler, his you know his main character uh, for most of his books is a guy named John Rain, who's a you know a trained assassin. He's great at what he does, and those are awesome books. But when Livy Alone came out, it was you know I was at first a little apprehensive. It's like you know this is is this going to be that Barry Eisler I love or something different? Well, it was you know. It's a different character. It turns out later on that it's in the same universe, but it's a different character. And basically, it, it's this uh, it's this woman who works for the Seattle PD. It, she's a sex tri- sex crimes investigator for the police department, um, and she lives sort of a a double life, also as a vigilante who tracks down the uh, the bad guys that the cops can't get to for various reasons, um, sort of like Dexter in that regard, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and but the but that the book Livy alone and it's the beginning of a series with her as the, as a protagonist. The first book Livy alone it goes through 
it goes through that in the in the present uh, time while also giving you flashbacks to her origin story and her origin story is extremely interesting she was a teenager her and her sister in uh, Laos or Thailand I believe and uh, in a small village and she was uh, abducted into into human trafficking uh, uh, sex trafficking actually and we learn later, and this isn't much of a spoiler, I don't think, but we learn later that her parents actually sold her into it. So it's terrible, terrible uh, circumstances. So we follow, you know, we follow her story, you know, the journey through, you know, across the ocean. She ends up in the United States um, and, uh, you know, she basically ends up as a as a slave, as a human slave for a, uh, you know, for a, for an important guy. And, and it and it goes through her, what created her, you know, how did she turn into this person and, you know, her unique story. So, you know, what's great about that is, you know, a lot of these action heroes and, and thriller heroes, we, you know, we know that, oh, they're a government agent or an ex-military uh, you know military guy or whatever, but we don't really get into their heads of, of how, how they came about and why they are the way they are. But with Libby alone, we do. Um, there's a few twists and whatnot, I, so I won't give any spoilers. But it's you know it's a really it's a really good character study of her, and it's also just a cracking good read. It, it's a you know it's fast paced. You've got these two parallel stories happening at, you know in simultaneously, and Barry Eisler's uh, his knack for. Um, you know, keeping up that pace and the dialogue and the action and, you know, violence too. I'm, you know, I'm, I love the gritty stuff and he does it better than just about anybody. Would you describe the book as a page turner? Of course. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not a slow burn at all. It, you know, it keeps you going. Um, you know, it, it starts off with Livia in the present or, you know, stalking one of her, you know, one of her uh, 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 victims. And so so you get that punch right, you know, right in the beginning. And then it starts, you know, feeding in uh, little tidbits of her past and whatnot. But it, it's never slow. Um, you always want to know what happens next. And, you know, Barry Eisler, he's a he's a master at that. And from what I remember in the uh, the flashback scenes, there were dark and compelling and the kind of thing that it's hard to read because of what's happening. Um, yeah. And it's hard to read because of the, the subject matter, but it's just so compelling that you can't, you know, like you can't look away. Yeah. And, and the, it's a difficult subject and he, you know, he doesn't, Barry doesn't, Barry Eisler doesn't shy away from the, you know, from the, the details of these crimes, right? So he, you know, he 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 describes them in detail. And you know, for some people, you know, well, even for me, it's pretty squeamish, right? I mean, some of these things are pretty hard to take. Mm-hmm. But 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 that lends itself to the realism of what's going on. It really it gives it weight, right? Um, you know, to sort of dance around those subjects it wouldn't have as, as much impact as it does with the way he describes it. So, right. um, 
you know, as some people, you know, some people who read it might get turned off and, 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 you know, by how detailed he gets and some of the violence scenes and sex scenes. But, uh, you know, I mean, you, you come away from it, not think, you know, you don't look at it salaciously. You look at it as, you know, basically a documentary showing you how, how horrific this is. And, it, yeah. and the whole, the whole subject of human trafficking, sex, sex slavery, um, it just makes it, it gives it weight. It makes it more than just a backdrop of the story. Do you think, uh, does, does the book have a, a theme that you took away from it? Um, typical of thrillers, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, nuance. Um, you know, I, as far as theme, you know, I, I think the, you know, theme, the theme is really just, uh, how evil people can be and, you know, how it, you know, sometimes it takes evil measures to bring them to justice. Maybe yeah. not evil measures, but you have to pretty much get as, uh, you know, you have to roll around in the dirt with them, you know, take the, you have to use their tactics yeah. and, uh, uh, and there's, it's not clean when you, uh, you know, when you, when you have to combat some of these things, there's no way to do it with white gloves. And, yeah. um, but I think, um, as far as the overall theme, there's, a, there's actually more theme that sort of gets established as her story moves on beyond this book. And now I think it's in the third book, uh, fourth, if you, if you count the killer collective, which he wrote with all of his characters in that universe, but she starts, you know, this, this is her origin story. Livy alone, the book is, but moving forward, there's a theme of how, of how damaged she is from her, from, you know, from her childhood and her upbringing and, you know, and her experience at the hands of, you know, of this evil. And it, it leaves her, I mean, it prepares her for what she's doing now as far as, you know, she learned how to take care of herself. She learned self-defense. She learned uh, uh, martial arts and weapons use. And she, you know, she's pretty much a badass, you know, that can take care of herself, but she's damaged inside. She's, she's very um, fragile. And we see that more. So in the, in the following books than we do in this one and that kind of you know that kind of turns into a theme that uh you know that we can follow throughout her story arc have you read all the all the live you alone books yes yes and there's a brand new one getting ready to come out i'm looking forward wow. to it i have the killer collective but i haven't uh, haven't read it yet you know that you know the tbr list is on the kindle there's just like only only like six or eight thousand other books i have to read to first before i can get to the killer collective yeah there's a couple of authors that, for me, their books move to the top of the TBR. They, they don't, sure, uh, sure. They don't, they don't slot in wherever they, you know, it's not first come, first serve. But uh, so Barry Eisler is one of those authors for you. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he, I I wouldn't say I know him, but we're Facebook friends, and he's an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Facebook friends with him too. I, I did that, I think, a few years ago before he was as as famous. <laughs> You so. knew him before he was big time. So, um, well, I didn't actually know him. He just, you know, random guy, Facebook friend of them. And I guess he said, what the hell? <laughs> so what else, who are your, your other favorite thriller authors? Um, 
I have, I have quite a few, but, but I love, I love them for different reasons. Like Lee Child is, is also one of those who doesn't have to wait in my TBR list. You know, mm-hmm. I read his, whatever comes out and, you know, his books are, you know, sometimes there's, I think they're in the twenties now of how many of the Jack Reacher books he has. And, and, you know, they're not always as good as the previous ones or, you know what I mean? Sometimes they're better than others. Right. And every once in a while you'll read one and eh, that wasn't as good, but he's, he, what he's great at that I love is his depiction of action. I, he, his choreograph of fight scenes and what's going through the, you know, through Jack Reacher's head as things are happening. I really love that. So, and that's one of the things I I've tried to emulate in my own books. So, I love him for that. For uh, another uh, thriller author I really like is Steve Barry. I've mentioned him already. Um, he, I, I love that sort of, you know, uh, Da Vinci Code type aspect of his books where, you know, it's a modern thriller, but based on historical uh, things going on. Uh, and I, I have plans to write some some of those type of books in the future. I haven't yet, but I, I really love those books. I love, you know, I know our mutual friends, Nick and uh, uh, Ernest Dempsey and Kevin Tomlinson. They're, they're pretty big in that genre too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I would say those, probably those three are, are, are my top three thriller authors. I would say probably Mark Dawson too. Mm-hmm. Um, I read his, uh, uh, you know, Pretty much as soon as they come out. Sometimes I have to wait a little bit on those. He he puts them out a little quicker than I can get to. <laughs> well, Lee Child, it's pretty amazing that he's built this 20-plus year career <clears throat> writing one character, and that's basically all he's ever written. One character and one book a year. And, yeah. Uh, and it's on a strict schedule. So and I've, the... I don't want to dwell on writing craft, but I, I read that he writes one draft and then he's done. He, he, he like takes Kinda six months you... off and then spends six months writing one draft and then he's done. He doesn't touch it again. It makes you wonder how good that draft is. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess know. if you know the character well enough and you've been doing it for 20 years, maybe he doesn't just doesn't need another draft. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, a lot of these, you know, I've heard of some of the big time authors who, you know, are using ghostwriters and whatnot. I, I'm not saying he does it, but. You know, it could be the case that his that his first drafts are so bare bones that a lot of the the flesh gets put in by the you know the the editors or whoever. I'm I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm wondering if that's the case. I don't know. Um, yeah. Dusty, what book of yours do you want to talk about today? Um, well, being a fairly new guy, I don't have much to choose from, so I will I'll I'll say my third book, Blood Out. It's a uh, it's the third book in a series, Austin Conrad series. Um, it is it has elements in it that are inspired by several of the authors we've talked about today. Um, one of the it, well, I'll, I'll, my my protagonist is a uh, he's an ex outlaw biker, <laughs> and when I when I uh, started writing these books you know there there's sort of an origin story behind it of where, of where that character came from but the reason i turned a an ex-outlaw biker into a 
you know, an action hero and, you know, a thriller hero is because I, I kind of got tired of all these, all these thriller protagonists who were, you know, secret government agents or, uh, you know, ex-military Navy SEALs and whatnot. I, I kind of wanted a little bit more of an everyman. And, uh, but I like the Jack Reacher, you know, kind of nomadic type thing. So, you know, he's a biker, you know, there's a big tough guy and he's, you know, he's any, he, because of that, he has a checkered past, right? Also, you know, he's done some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so in these books, the, the, the three first books I've written so far, they kind of tell the story of his exit from his motorcycle club and it, it gets pretty, it gets pretty, uh, pretty violent and pretty action packed. And the third book, Blood Out, is where it really comes to a head. And there's a, I, I don't want to give away too much, but there's a lot of themes that I cover in it. As Some of the stuff we've talked about today is, you know, like uh, getting old, because he's, he's an old guy in the books, right? He's about 49, uh, almost 50. And, you know, over the hill by a lot of standards, especially action hero guys, but he's still able to kick ass. And uh, uh, it's set in Southern California, an area I'm familiar with, so that made it a little easier to write than if I placed it someplace else. Um, and it's getting great reviews. So um, readers are welcome to check that out. I'm sure you'll have a link. I also have the first book in the series is my is my free book. If people want to sign up and download that, they can from my website. Excellent. Yeah, they'll definitely. I'll put a link in on YouTube and Facebook in the show notes down below. And if you're listening to the podcast, if you go to my website, there'll be a link to to buy this book there in the uh, the show episode notes there too. Dusty, is there anything else uh, that you want to talk about? Anything that I didn't ask you uh, that you wish wish I would have asked you about? Live you alone, or about blood out, or about you? Um, no, I think you covered it pretty well. Um... Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm still a newish writer and I, I'm not that far along in my career. I'm, I hope, uh, you know, hope, hope readers will take a look at my work and, uh, you know, hopefully one of these days I'll be as far along as you are now. Of course, you'll be way ahead of me by then. And, you know, uh, it's a fun journey and I'm glad. And, and I've gotten to know you and, and all the great people that are, that are indie authors in our thriller community. It's, it's a great thing to be part of. Excellent. Dusty, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was Livia Lone and Blood Out, Austin Conrad Thriller number three. Thanks. Good to see you, Dusty. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Your Favorite Thriller podcast. I'm Jim Heskett, and if you want to support the show, please rate and review it online and tell a friend who loves thriller books. See you next time.